0: Welcome to BODCAST, the Business of Dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. BODCAST delivers the best business advice, real-life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Welcome to the Practice Plan podcast. My name is Dr. Mark Khwaja and I'm the CEO and founder of My Ninja, a well-being company for dental and healthcare professionals. So I'm a dentist. I've been qualified for 11 years now, but my real passion is well-being um, and hence I am also duly qualified with a psychology degree. And I'm currently completing my master's in applied positive psychology Um, and I really chose this um, master's because it really focuses on resilience and well-being and it's where all the research kind of lives in, in this part of psychology so it's really exciting to bring this to dentistry. Um, I founded my ninja really off the bat of my own personal experiences with mental health. Um, I experienced burnout over those 11 years, multiple times. Um, I, I also experienced depression uh, after my uh, divorce. So it was through those experiences I um, actually learned about mindfulness and discovered this beautiful tool. And then started looking into the research into interventions For us, specifically for healthcare and dental. And it was really exciting to unearth that psychological interventions are really helpful um, and whether that's mindfulness or positive psychology based CBT um, and all of these elements I felt weren't really being uh, made in uh, our services that we were you know that were there to support us um, and that's where this concept of Mind Ninja was brought about you know i felt like there weren't anything um for us really uh beyond crisis point um and my ninja really is um uh, I kind of describe it as a mind gym uh, for dental professionals. So it's a a place where you can learn how to exercise the muscles of the mind. So whether that be self-compassion, gratitude, optimism, resilience, all of these beautiful muscles. um, And we know just as we exercise our body, we can also uh, strengthen our mind and build that psychological resilience and that will work actually bolster us against um, things like burnout and compassion fatigue and poor mental health but more importantly I feel um, and I'm going to say this because I'm almost a positive psychologist now but um, more importantly I feel just uh, feel happier more optimistic increase our life satisfaction um, and all of these beautiful kind of positive well-being markers and um, so yeah, that's the, the concept. Um, in terms of the services, I actually started off initially team training. So going to practices and delivering workshops, uh, really designed to help um, bolster wellbeing and help practices actively uh, look after their, their mental health. Um, and then COVID happened and I really reevaluated my services. And so how can I help? and I moved them to online so I started online coaching which has been amazing um, and doing lots of online workshops so it's it's been a really epic kind of journey um, from really a place where um, I would say having a lot of imposter syndrome kind of thoughts myself and anxiety around starting something and creating a business to uh, this beautiful kind of personal development uh, journey and and really changing my fix my uh, fixed mindset to more of a growth mindset and that's kind of what I do with um, in dentistry as well all of us um, need to look after our mental well-being we're all on a continuum so um, none of us are immune to poor mental health and depending on our life outcomes and our situations we might shift towards poorer mental health just like I did Um, and it's very much dependent on our risk factors and our protective factors um, so that's um, one of the, the kind of key reasons, even you know, off the bat, you know whoever we are, we should be looking after our, our well-being. But specifically in dentistry, we know that um, we're more at risk of certain occupational hazards. So we have burnout, um, the latest kind of stats when we look in the UK, um, the, the burnout rate is really high. So we're talking about eight to 30% um, of dental professionals experience burnout and it often starts at undergraduate level so you know there's a key um, importance of starting uh, preventative services really kind of early on and so that's another kind of big factor so burnout's high and burnout often leads to poorer mental uh, outcomes that we can do you know such as depression and anxiety so those are kind of big um, elements that are important to address Um, and another kind of factor is that we've got COVID so that certainly has increased our stresses Um, we have patients that are stressed they're also um, going through different traumas in their life you know we're seeing them regularly as dentists and we're not just treating their, their teeth and um, we're also kind of treating them holistically um, and so you know through um, a course of being in a practice for a couple of years we're going to see our patients many times and we're also going to go through the ups and downs life with them. You know, I have patients that have gone through a divorce, that have uh, lost someone, um, they've had accidents um, and that really impacts us as well because essentially we're empathetic uh, people, that's why we've gone into this profession, but it can be um, potentially uh, a risk of things like compassion fatigue where um, we are really emotionally drained because we, you know, we're managing uh, patients in, in distress as well. So there's multiple kind of reasons for for this Um, and I'm just really excited to see much uh, more interest in in well-being um, in a really kind of uh, positive way. It's very optimistic that we're kind of going in this direction. So there's several things that can be done both at an individual level and at a practice level. So I'll start off at a practice level. I think one thing that would be really uh, kind of key at this point are team meetings. Now this could be on Zoom and that's how our meetings are being done currently within our practice. Um, but having that kind of sense of community again and that connection um, and really checking in with each other and asking each other you know how are you doing Um, how's everything going and creating a space that's empathetic and caring uh, about each other will definitely help boost our um, level of, of well-being as humans we're all geared towards being socially connected it's one of our basic psychological needs so um, obviously without being uh, we're not being able to connect with many people that we would normally connect with so this is going to be really really key at this point point. Um, and even kind of creating micro moments of uh, these conversations throughout our day our work day and working that in as a as a dental professional is going to be really really beneficial and um, another key thing I think during team meetings which would be really great is to incorporate mindfulness and I know in other organizations this already Already gets done. So before they start the agenda of the meeting, they'll take a minute um, for you know a couple of deep breaths. And it's just a kind of beautiful opportunity to ground yourself and bring that sense of calm for just a a moment collectively. Um, So that could be a great way. Um, And also another fantastic uh, thing to do right now, because our brain is naturally wired to hone into the negatives. We have a negativity bias. So um, looking for those positives, hunting those positives are really key um, as well for boosting our levels of um, optimism optimism and happiness and resilience so this can be done quite easily through exercising the muscle of gratitude so collectively as a team you know going through perhaps the the day before any cases um, that went really well you know compliments that you've had from patients um, treatments that were really difficult that you you feel so good about This is, you know, these stories are really powerful. And we're reminded that actually, yes, dentistry is stressful, but there's a lot of joy. We're actually really helping uh, patients, uh, building their self-esteem and um, really uh, looking after them. So that's going to be really really beneficial. Um, And then actually looking at an individual level, um, what uh, individuals can do within a practice um, is use sense of humor, I think that that's really kind of powerful at this point. So, um, you know, having a laugh with the different members of of the team and having those micro moments. So, um, in between seeing a patient, you know, chatting to your uh, practice manager um, and just you know maintaining that relationship. Um, it sounds quite small, but it does make a meaningful difference to your day. Um, and even makes a big difference to us on a physiological level so it sounds very small but massive uh, kind of uh, impact and then incorporating mindfulness you know in your day so what i do as a um, dentist is when I have moments um, where I can practice mindfulness I'll do that with a patient so I'll be curing composite for example during composite bonding and you've got you know 30 seconds right there or when you're etching a tooth or you're delivering local anesthetic um, there are ways of working it even with a patient and um, I think that's really kind of key because there'll be moments you know Um, And certainly can remember this in the beginning of my dental career where um, I was feeling a lot of anxiety, you know, starting uh, working as a a dental professional and um, working with patients and even the sort of like picking up my drill, I had a filling to do on the top left. And if I, you know, you know, if you're in practicing dentistry at that, that top left, you know, wisdom tooth or whatever it is, it's a really tough one. The visibility is really poor. You're like, what is going on? Why am I doing this? And all of these negative thoughts, um, which are very natural, come in your mind and you're, you notice your handshaking, shaking and then you notice judgment because you're a dentist, you should be able to do this. Um, so all of these thoughts we're going to have, and a lot of this is, you know this is entirely normal let's talk about this um so that's, that's really really kind of key but um, it's about using these mind tools in the moment so you can when you um, notice yourself um, going through anxiety or these moments where you're being very critical you can kind of catch the source potentially and use tools such as mindfulness just to create a space and you know acknowledge that look um, I've noticed anxiety everyone experiences this and um, I can take a deep breath in the moment even with a patient and I can just continue and I know that this this thought will go um, and that will really comfort me um, rather than buying into that thought so I think um, mindfulness is just an amazing tool that we can use more Um, and uh, even during lunch as well kind of incorporate this so take a take a break um, away from uh, your busy day. Um, also, stay hydrated. Um, that's particularly important with a mask, I think, with your AGPs, and try and schedule your um, aerosol-generating procedures um, in a in a way that's like nicer for you. Is, is the way I think of it. So try not to. So um, this is what I do. And obviously, it's it's working out what's best for you because this is all individual. But What I tend to do is I'll space out my AGP so I've got a little bit of a break, I can have a little um, laugh with my nurse, I can grab some water, I might even do some exercise uh, as well, some jumping jacks, you know, you can bring exercise and joy to your workday you can play as a dentist so um, th- there's an element of that and that really boosts well-being as well so there are things you can do Um a lot of this is really experimentation and seeing what works for you uh, so trying those things out and um, and working out a way where you can just look after yourself a bit better, rather than feeling so exhausted when you get home. Because um, I think that's the kind of worst scenario where you've had a you know a long work day and um, you've kind of shoved your emotions down because you have to put your professional hat on. Um, yeah, you do need to have a space where you can acknowledge those emotions, and um, you know even when you've got those negative emotions be able to make room for them um, and then if you'd like to move from them knowing how to do that. There is a or reputation of, you know, dentists being, um, you know, we need to be professional. It means that perhaps we don't necessarily want to share those moments where we are feeling anxious or um, we're going through difficult times with with a patient. Um, But actually, I think it's it's going to be really important in creating a safer space. Um, It certainly helps you feel a lot more comfortable because we are all human and we're human first and actually we connect better Um, we definitely uh, do much better psychologically when we're able to just be ourselves. So, you know, number one, create a safe space where we can all talk about how we're really feeling. Um, Even an opportunity after you have a patient that, um, you know, there might be a complaint or there might be an angry patient, you know, for example, Um, and you might even experience anger with a patient, but you know you have to be professional and that's absolutely fine, but you also need an opportunity afterwards to vent to someone or talk through things in a uh, still in a caring way but just express yourself um, and so that I think that's going to be really really important so creating that, that um, safe space. Um, another kind of intervention that's really helpful is self-compassion and I think um, certainly that can be modelled by practice managers, and the principles, because um, I, I often feel like with a practice it's it should be led by the 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 ones higher up, but we can all practice this as well. Um, and that really involves uh, talking to ourselves as we would a friend. Um, And that's massively important. So when we look at the research, a lot of us, you know, within dentistry um, are very critical type A personalities. um, And that means we're perfectionists. But um, in the terrible sense of the word in that we strive for really high goals that are unrealistic um, and that has uh, connections with depression and rumination so um, the really antidote to that is being nicer to ourselves and learning how to do that Um, and we can kind of model that by I guess like opening up up and sharing those difficult times that we have with patients um, and our thought processes and that can be kind of really really beneficial Um, I guess to give an example, that might be uh, when you are going through um, a, you know, even a minor complaint if a patient's a little bit unhappy, for example, about um, a a denture that you've just done. um, How do you, uh, how do you soothe yourself in that moment, and obviously still uh, be professional and um, continue with with that that relationship with the patient in the right way um, you do need to kind of address the feelings that you might feel which is you know you might feel the sense of I'm a failure um, you might feel um, that, that kind of harsh judgment um, and so self-compassion is literally you know telling yourself in that moment look um, I know you're going through this I'm really sorry you're going through this um, I know you did your best Um, and I know you're going to get through this, I'm here for you, I've got your back, just like you would a friend and it might even be comforting yourself by like giving your arm a squeeze or you know the physical gestures you would use with a friend. So that's ultimately what self-compassion can do. Um, We talked a lot about mindfulness already but yeah I think incorporating that within your team meeting with your nurse for example between patients, um can be really kind of beneficial um, with mindfulness you're really learning about how to be self-compassionate as well because um if you look at the definition it's about moment-to-moment awareness in a non-judgmental way, um, so that's an, another kind of key way of learning that attitude. Uh, so mindfulness is great, and then amplifying the positive. So we talked about um, gratitude um, and going through, uh, you know, having a, a meeting and going through the different team members and their gratitude moments. But also, it might be through like a gratitude board where you um, have a, you know, have a place where you can actually acknowledge when someone's doing really well and and, and um, you know these things really help to amplify the positive and create a space where we want to work that is psychologically um, a, a culture that's really kind of warm and um, acknowledges when we're you know doing well which is really really positive and um, so yeah i would say those are the key ways that we can uh, go about it currently So with burnout, um, first of all, I I think it's really key to understand what burnout means. A lot of us uh, don't don't really understand it and it's a term that we're using so much more now so burnout um, can be thought of as emotional exhaustion so we're severely kind of emotionally drained and it's not something where we can just take holiday and it'll be fixed you know a few days off isn't going to sort this out so this is severe exhaustion Uh, another key factor of of burnout is are the thoughts around uh, work so it might be very negative around work um, um, and we also feel uh, a lack of empathy um, towards our patients, um, which is uh, massively important. It's one of our key um, kind of things that we uh, qualities that we have as uh, dental professionals. So if we lose that, that's pretty pretty terrible. Um, so burnout is uh, really really common. It's not your fault, um, and it's an o- occupational hazard. You know, being in a healthcare professional. Um, working with patients, it's just one of those things that we will um, potentially uh, could experience. So that's one thing to, to acknowledge. I think um, as with all of these things, it's always good to first of all, start off with self-awareness. Um, and what that means is really understanding what your emotions and feelings are at any given point and really increasing your levels of emotional literacy. Um, we can do this through two key ways first way would be through mindfulness. So checking in with ourselves, taking a deep breath and asking ourselves how are we feeling currently in uh, our mind, how are we feeling in the body? Um, What emotions are coming up for us at this point? Um, and that can be really, really powerful. Just simply labeling those emotions and thoughts can help really decrease the heaviness with uh, certain difficult emotions and just um, really kind of make space for them. So I think that's that's going to be great. Another key way of increasing self-awareness is through journaling practices. Um, so simply kind of writing down how you're feeling um, throughout the day um, or at certain points in your day is going to be really beneficial. Secondly, what we can do is increase our diet of positive emotions Um, and this uh, means really kind of looking to increase our levels of um, all kinds of positive emotions. So we're not talking about just uh, happiness and those elated emotions but the kind of humble, uh, underrated emotions such as optimism, gratitude, self-compassion, interest, energy or um, those kind of things. Um, There are several ways we can do this, um, but the idea really is to just think of things that bring you pleasure and amplify that. Um, So for example, I love being out in nature um, and that definitely increases my levels of positive emotions. I feel this great connection with nature. um, I feel a sense of meaning and purpose as well, uh, being around uh, nature. Um, And I definitely notice like more kind of interest and curiosity and these are great kind of positive emotions for us. Uh, So that could be a great way you can incorporate that. It could be through gratitude. So writing down three things Grateful for and why, and it could be through increasing your levels of play. I feel like as professionals, we don't get that opportunity as adults as much, but we definitely need to do that more. So, you know, an intervention could simply be like create a a, a jar of play activities and pick something out a day um, and do that. Um, And whether that's board games for you, or like watching funny videos, or going on the trampoline. Whatever it is that that kind of hones into positive emotions for you, do that. So gratitude is is really really great for that, um, and of course you know the practice of mindfulness as well um, is really powerful for increasing your positive emotions. So we know from the research, um, we also know that our brain is neuroplastic and and can rewire itself, um, and mindfulness actually changes our brain structurally, and it can do this quite quickly. Um, so that's that's really really uh, powerful uh, kind of knowledge to to know. So um, positive emotions is going to be really helpful. Uh, The third thing you can do is increase your levels of engagement Um, and what that means is uh, feeling kind of more engaged with your life through using things like character strengths Um, and uh, you know these are uh, things that you're really kind of good at that you don't really use that much uh, because you're really focused on being a professional uh, and getting through your week. Um, So for me uh, well, what's useful is working out what your strengths might be because most of us spend our time on our weaknesses. We don't really know what we're good at. Um with positive psychology, what they discovered um, is that actually focusing on our strengths actually makes us feel better and also helps us be more productive happier resilient um so you can use a strengths profiler um and that can be really helpful um, and i can uh, we can kind of link that perhaps with the podcast so there is a strengths profile called be a character um and that actually lists your you can work out there's a quiz you take and you work out your top strengths um for me that's creativity that's like one of my top strengths um and I use this a lot actually um even when I'm going through kind of obstacles and challenges, I find it really, really helpful. For example, when I'm creating uh, work content for my Ninja, if I'm creating teaching content, if I bring a sense of um, creativity and I create kind of images, and illustrations, I can get through that task pretty well. I get into flow as well. So this is another part of engagement. So psychological flow. Um, and I just get really immersed in that process. And it's just so fun. Uh, so if you can bring that sense of, you know, fun in your life and that that flow that's definitely better um, for you in terms of well-being and other flow activities for you might be running, it might be um, upcycling furniture, knitting, um, painting, uh, all kinds of sports but or music is a common one as well um, or writing but whatever it is do more of it um, and that's going to make a big difference. Um, Relationships, also honing into our relationships right now during the pandemic is going to be really beneficial. Um, and that might be through Zoom calls right now, but obviously at some point we can reconnect with, uh, with people face to face, which is going to be uh, really, really important. And again, just kind of amplifying the positive with your loved ones and honing into the positives where you can, or just sharing and connecting um, is going to be really, really uh, powerful meaning as well is a big part in um, burnout prevention so doing things that align with or having goals that align with your values um, helps bring meaning to us. Um, I think it starts off of course with understanding our values um, and there are several kind of values and quizzes you can do to work that out Um, but once you know that um, it's really really great because you can create these big, big goals for yourself that are actually aligned with who you are at your core. Um, and I found that that's been really useful uh, for me with creating My Ninja. And with when I look at my values, um, I really want to make a difference um, and I want to help people. Um, so it was really important that My Ninja incorporated those. and And, and then you're also internally motivated to do that that thing that you want to do. Um, So that's really, really beneficial. Um, And then accomplishments as well. So that would probably be the last thing. So celebrate your wins. This is a really tough time for all of us uh, during the pandemic. And as I said, there's so many stresses in dentistry. Um, Celebrate you, um, you know, be your cheerleader. And That's going to be really beneficial and kind of creating this growth mindset um, and reminding yourself that you've come a long way um, and you're, you're doing really well. Another important consideration I always think on with. You know having this discussion around mental well-being is about creating uh, positive habits that stick you know how do we do this a lot of us want to make these beautiful changes but um, they, there are lots of challenges and hurdles along the way um, and what i would say is or, or what we look at when we look at the, the science of well-being um what we discover is that Uh, really starting small makes a big difference. So setting yourself really small, small goals can make a a big uh, difference with you just continuing and creating that habit. So for example, I'm going to use me as as an example so i really want to run more and be consistent with my running habits Um, i do find that when the weather is crap i um kind of avoid running um and what i found really uh, helpful is to um not put so much pressure to be consistently running for a long time so i don't have a goal of you know doing eight miles in 30 minutes it's more like Uh, I'll start off very very small so it might be I'm going to run for two minutes and I'm not going to stop and then I'm going to just build this up and what's exciting about this is I know I could probably run for two minutes and not stop. Um and so I I know I can achieve this this goal and then I feel really good about it and then I continue it. Um so it's part of it's just honing into your uh, positive emotions because we we do things we like doing. So trying to infuse that into our habits is going to make a, a big difference. Another um great way is to um is this concept called temptation bundling where you can bundle things that you, um, in a positive way actually, that you're normally tempted to do and you could do it together. So for example, I love listening to podcasts. Um, And so if I uh, go on a run with my favorite podcasts, I'm much more likely to keep running. Um, and if I only tell myself I can listen to that specific podcast when I'm running, um, I'm much more likely to go running. So there's all these like, little brain hacks you can do um, and they can make a kind of big difference. So I think about you know small start small. Um, you also want to uh, yeah, try the temptation bundling. You can try also kind of celebrating those small wins as well so to kind of keep encouraging you to keep going um, and also go with a growth mindset uh, and what that means is I've used this a, kind of couple of times in this podcast and not kind of defined it, but ultimately it means uh, this belief that you uh, can get better. And it doesn't matter how old you are; you can grow and change. And we know from the science, uh, the neuroscience, that our brains actually don't stop developing ever. So we we know we can structurally, structurally change our brain through our habits, um, and that's really powerful. Knowing uh, and leaning. Into that that mindset that we can um, it doesn't matter if we've had a bad day and we've fallen off the wagon um, it's okay we can start again um, and I think that's kind of really really beneficial when we're thinking about um, creating a habit that's going to stay um, and then lastly I would say is creating um, really thinking about your habits um, in in how they um how they kind of sit with our values and making them internally motivated so what that means is um having a value that uh, having a goal that actually aligns with who we are really so for example um if i'm talking about this running goal if i actually you know, reframe it as a I want to lose weight um and I or I want to be really toned just doesn't sit with my uh, values and um, and if i reframe it in a different way in that i want to uh, improve my mental health and um, that really sits with my values i'm like okay yeah i'm down for that like this is going to help my brain it's going to help me i'm going to flourish and thrive. okay I'm, I'm i can be down for that and um, so it's also thinking about those uh, goals and how your talking to yourself about those goals because your words are really really powerful um, in really um, framing how you think and feel and your thoughts and your um, and your emotions are going to really impact how you behave so um, that that's really really kind of powerful when we know that that model and that actually comes from the cognitive behavioural model right there so uh, we can use this in our daily life So I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast. We talked about um, how to build psychological wellbeing, boost your levels of resilience, um, whether that be at a practice level or at an individual level. Um, And if you'd like to connect with me, um, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening.